passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That is not going to work. What are your names again? My name. It doesn't matter what your names are. You walk around here interrupting the rock you like you haven't seen the sun in 20 years. You like you just stepped out of Oliver Twist. Please, sir, may I have some more advice, sir? You want some advice? Here's the rock's advice. Shut your mouth. What you want. What you want. How about what the rock wants? Allow me to reintroduce myself. Jabroni beating, pie eating, trailblazing, eyebrow raising, talking is done, you're out of your class, no sleep till Brooklyn, the rock whoops your ass. What's going on, brothers and sisters? Coming to you from Theater D, Row J, Seat 7. I am the Godfather, Nate Milton, and this is the Rocky Maivia Picture Show, your favorite pop culture and pro wrestling podcast dedicated to the genius of sports entertainer turned thespian, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now playing this week, 2014's Hercules. Oh, you fat. I'm muscled. Oh, my little bill. He's a little Hercules. Show me muscle again. Oh, Hercules, 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 Hercules. Come on, time to let me stop speed up. You did anything you want. Oh, wait, wait a minute. That, see, that, that's my bad, ladies and gentlemen. That's on me. We played the wrong clip, okay? Uh, make sure people in the truck got the right clip this time so we can set up the scene for this uh, film we're going to talk about this week. Ladies and gentlemen, now playing this week. 2014's Hercules. That's right. Hercules Mulligan. Tell a spine on the British government. I take the measurements, information, and then I smuggle it. Huh? To my brother's revolutionary covenant. I'm running with the sons of liberty, and I am loving it. See, that's what happens when you up against the ruffians. We in this shit now. Somebody's got to shovel it. Hercules Mulligan. I need no introduction when you knock me down. I get the back up in Really? Yeah, come on, guys. Damn it. <laughs> Come, Ricky, Ricky, get it together, man. I, Ricky, okay, I understand you're my cousin's nephew's brother, but we have to get the right clips for the audience. I, I apologize to the audience. I apologize to my guests that I'm going to bring on this week. I, I'm sorry for yelling, but let's let's see if we can get it right, Ricky. So, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, let's try it again. Now playing this week, 2014's Hercules. 
None of this is my fault. You see, Pauta's poisoned my mind. Turned me against you. <laughs> I like you. Now stop. I command you to stop. I'm your king. You're going to have to obey me. Use what there's use. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you fight for gold. Have plenty of gold. Name your price. Find it in your heart to forgive. You want forgiveness? That's the clip I wanted to let you guys and girls hear out there because this is going to be an experience. Uh, Ricky, we will be having a conversation about this after the show, but let's not waste any time. Let's not dawdle right here, folks, because this week we are going to talk about The Rock's return to the Sword and Sandals pictures uh, in 2014's Hercules. But I can't do this alone. And since every Siskel needs an Ebert, every Ebert needs a Roper, and every Blaine needs a Twine, I have a special guest, a first-time guest in the theater to help me review this film. Um, our guest this week is somebody who I've been on the same show as, but we've never talked. We've never interacted. We've been like two, two ships crossing paths in the night. Uh, never, never the two shall meet until this fateful day. Uh, so my guest is a podcast host. She is in charge of two wonderful podcasts right now. Uh, she's on the True North Nerds with friend of the program, Brent Chittenden, uh, where we talk, where they talk about general nerdiness. Uh, and of course, Sailor Snacking, where she reviews the 90s Sailor Moon anime while having a yummy snack. So, uh, Unfortunately, the, the snacks in this theater might not be up to your standards, but I am glad to have you here. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome Jen Chittenden into the theater. Jen, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am, I'm, I'm fine. I like fine. I was, I was stuck between good and fantastic and fine is what came out, which might, <laughs> which might be a, uh, a, a, a precursor, might be some foreshadowing yeah. to how I feel about this film. <laughs> Yep, yep, that's that's pretty much how I felt after this movie, too. I thought it was going to be great, thought it was going to be fantastic, and you know what? It's just fine. It was fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jen, like I mentioned, you know, I've been on True North Nerds with... Uh, with your with your lesser half, um, only kidding, Brent. Uh, I've been on True North Nerds with Brent a couple times o- over the past few years, uh, but you and I have never interacted before, and, and so yeah, this this is going to be cool to you know sit down and talk with you about this film, and in particular, just kind of finding out where you were coming to with your experience, your life experience, and kind of your knowledge base when it comes to Hercules. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's weird that you've been on on True North Nerds and we've never actually had a chance to interact. And I've heard your show and I've heard you on our show, but, you know, it's weird. So I kind of feel like I know you and Brent talks about you a lot. All positive, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) It better be. It better be. I mean, (laughs) Uh, but no, Brent was actually here to speak. I'm trying to remember. Oh, Brent was on Be Cool, which was a fun episode uh, where we talked about uh, The Rock early on in his career. And so like, this is interesting because yes, this is a return with Hercules to kind of the rocks beginnings as an actor, you know, like we saw him in the Scorpion King, but now it's 
instead of The Rock being this new actor, it's Dwayne Johnson kind of at the height of his uh, film powers in Hollywood. Um, so before we talk about Hercules, Jen, let's kind of let's kind of learn about you a little bit. Um, <laughs> the first question I always ask my guests on this program is, you know, what was your experience with The Rock? You know, were you a wrestling fan back in the day? Were you aware of what DJ did in the ring? And, you know, what what kind of knowledge base did you have before we we saw Rock make that transition to the silver screen? Well, I um, I'm sorry to say to your listeners that I am not a wrestling fan. Mm. Um, Brent has been trying very hard <laughs> since we met to make me a wrestling fan, and so I have seen a fair bit of wrestling, but I'm still not really a fan. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're, an, you're just it. an observer of the of yeah. the sport. <laughs> I appreciate it for what it is, and I definitely don't think that it's bad. It's just not my thing. Mm. Uh, but uh, so all of my experience with The Rock has been as an actor, um, mm. and like clips on YouTube of him in wrestling, which is like funny things that Brent's like, "Oh, you got to see this." Um, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, I don't know what's going on, but okay." <laughs> um, so. I can't. I'm, I'm sure I saw him for the first time in the Scorpion King because that was his mm. first movie, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I didn't see this in 2014, but I can't remember what my first movie with The Rock was. But I knew I liked him right off the bat. I was like, oh, mm. okay, you know, he he's somebody you got to watch. Um, so now, basically, if he's in a movie, I will go see it, uh, whether the movie is good or bad. Um, mostly because he tends to be very good in everything that he does like he gives mm. it his all and he promotes the hell out of it so you know even if the movie is not great he tends to be good in it which i really like uh actors who can do that um and then the reason that i wanted to do hercules in particular was because uh, not only is the rock in it but uh, my background is classical history so i've got a university degree uh, from Western Ontario University in uh, classical history. Mm. So usually when I watch movies that take place in ancient Greek and ancient, ancient Rome, <laughs> it sets my teeth on edge. And I just spend the whole time just angry at the screen <laughs> because I'm like, you can't, it's so easy to get it right. Why can't mm. you get it right? Um, so I was full on expecting that going into this movie and was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, this this film is interesting, and and I agree with what you said about you know Dwayne as an actor. In that, oftentimes, even when the movie isn't the greatest, and you know the listeners know we've talked about at least five or six films of <laughs> DJs that haven't been the greatest. Like he's always good in them, you know, or at least he's charming, and you want to spend ninety minutes, you want to spend two yeah. hours with the guy, and I think Hercules is no exception. Um, oh, and yeah. so let's. Let's kind of before we get to the movie, let's let's play some games here, Jen. Let's uh -oh. let's uh let's let's have some fun here. Let's put a little razzle dazzle on this podcast. Uh because it is time for a segment that we like to call the Time War. And so for anybody that's listening for the first time, you know, uh, we we getting that that Jen Chittenden bump here. We getting a new audience coming to the <laughs> program uh because of you. Uh the Time Warp is where we look back at the year that this film was released and, and check out what was going on in the pop culture, particularly what was going on in the music charts, because it's an excuse. And I, I've said this before on the podcast, Jen, it's an excuse for me to do a quick needle drop. And that 
that makes the editing process more fun for me if I can throw a song from 2013 to 2014 in the middle of the podcast. Nice. <laughs> so let's look back at the uh, Billboard. See, if I was if I was on top of my game here, I would have looked at the Canadian charts. But uh, oh. <laughs> instead, instead we're going to look at the boring old U.S. charts, the, the Billboard <laughs> Top 100, uh, because Hercules was released on July 25th, 2014 here in the States. Jen, do you have a guess as to what the number one song that week on the Billboard Hot 100 was? Oh, man. You know what? 2014 was kind of like a blur to me that year because that's the year I got married. Um, mm. So I didn't really pay attention to anything outside of my own little wedding bubble. Uh, I remember <laughs> I really liked the song from the Lego movie. Was that in 2014? Because my best friend played that for me on my wedding day. It was Everything is awesome. Ah, that's, a great, that's a great song. That is a yeah. great song. That's um, my guess. I have no idea if that's right or not. Well, I'll give you half credit. I'll give you half a point because this song does involve a, a wedding or at least courtship. Uh, and it's it's crazy, you know, that, that you mentioned in like 2014. It feels so long ago, even though in the grand scheme of history, it really was the blink of an eye. But oh, yeah. I forgot all about this song. Like I, <laughs> You couldn't have paid me enough money to remember this song if I hadn't looked it up this week. The number one song in America the week of July the 25th, 2014, was Magic with Rude. Saturday morning, jumped out of bed, put on my best suit, got in my car, raced like a jet, all the way to you, knocked on your door with heart in my head, to ask you a have any recollection of rude by magic i don't even think i know that song oh so it's uh why, why you want to be so rude don't you know oh, that too? song oh i hate that song i'm gonna marry i'm gonna marry your daughter anyway <laughs> yeah that's why i hate that song i'm like oh jeez you're such a jackass <laughs> i get some weird song like i went back and then listened to it and obviously the listeners just heard it uh because of the aforementioned needle drop <laughs> but it's like a weird, like passive aggressive yeah. song. That's like, it's also like the beat. Like it's got this weird calypso beat that doesn't fit the singers. When you actually yeah. see who's singing the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I still hear that song every once in a while, and I change the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do not but like that song. <laughs> I will say, I will say, the one good thing that this song did produce is a cover version of Rude. And uh, get ready for another needle drop, folks. Uh, 
there is a, a, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Scott Bradley and the Postmodern Jukebox. Oh, yeah, I love them. So they did a cover of Rude, which is like a hundred times better than the original. Uh, and, And listeners, here it is. I had to do this, you leave no choice. So yeah, that's that's the that's my route. Like that's oh, that's much better. And yes, in in the in like my personal history book, my personal records, Jen. Like that's the only route I will ever acknowledge. Oh yeah, that that's much better. <laughs> um, and besides that cover, like the only good thing about that was like for at least a good three weeks, I would always tease my oldest niece with that song because uh, you know like. I'm like I'm babysitting her, and then um, you know she's got to go to bed, or it's dinner time, and she's not listening, and so she's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like it." And then I would just look at her and be like, "Lisa, why you gotta be so rude? <laughs> don't, don't you know I'm human too?" And so like <laughs> just through the power of of of, of youthful sarcasm, she was just like. All right, I'll I'll eat dinner and go to bed. Whatever whatever it takes for you to stop quoting this one hit yeah. wonder. It's like, okay, older person, stop trying to be cool. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the number one song at the time. Uh, the second part of the time warp, Jen, is always an interesting game to play, and that is the budget game. Oof. So, the budget for Hercules was $100 million. Can you guess the worldwide box office for 2014's Hercules? Oh, man. Worldwide. I don't think it did very well. Mm. But I I don't know if it even, like, made its money back. Um, Because, like I said, I don't really even remember this ever being in theaters. So I don't know. Probably I'm going to guess it made its money back. So I'm going to guess like 110 million. Ooh, okay. So Jen <laughs> is saying 110 on a hundred million dollar budget. Here's the thing, Jen. This movie, you know, it 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 had Brett Ratner as a director. It had Dwayne the Rock Johnson as its lead. You know, it had fire and like scantily <laughs> dressed women. So it was going to make a little bit of money. And it did make a little bit of money. You know, it made back its budget, but uh, I wouldn't qualify it as a smash because 2014's Hercules on a budget of $100 million made $244 million worldwide. The millions. Millions of dollars. 
okay, so at least I was right that it made back its money. <laughs> yeah, like it made back its budget and, you know, enough to pay craft services. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, it wasn't the runaway hit that I think the studio was expecting. No. Yeah, I don't know if they just didn't market it right. Because, again, mm-hmm. I like I said, I have no memory of it even being in theaters. Um, and usually these are the types of movies that I look out for. Because, like I said, I love watching or anything classical history related. Um, and especially if it's got the rock in it. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, weird. See, I remember the movie coming out in 2014, but it just didn't appeal to me. And it, it might have been the marketing because on paper, like I just mentioned, you know, with all of those ingredients, it should have been right in my demographic. But yeah. for whatever reason, it, it just didn't catch my attention. So let's let's talk about this film. 2014's Hercules, directed by Brett Radner, uh, with a screenplay by uh, Ryan J. Kandal and uh, Evan Spilotopoulos, uh, based on Hercules, The Thrashian Wars by Steve Moore, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ian McShane, Rufus Sewell, and a bunch of other people who I didn't know who they were besides <laughs> the first the first couple of names, Jen. Oh, it had such a great cast. Ray, was it Ray Fines or his brother? One of the Fines brothers was in it, too. <laughs> Uh, it was, it was Joe. It was, it was Joe. Oh yeah. Yeah. And John Hurt. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was watching this with Brent and he went, Oh look, it's John Hurt. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think, yeah, it, well, let's talk about it because, okay. So the basic, the basic, the basic plot. So the basic plot for this is we got Hercules here, you know, anybody that doesn't know, and Jen, you can hop in and, and fill in the details for the listeners out there, but you know, Cliff's notes, uh, Hercules is, is, you know, uh, a demigod, I believe is, is the term, you know, he's, yeah. he's half human, half God, you know, Zeus was out there doing, doing what gods do and, 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 you know, <laughs> step, stepping out, <laughs> doing what Zeus does. He was stepping out and had a baby out of wedlock. Uh, and so Hercules is said child and, uh, he's not quite a God, but he's more than a man, Jen. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, and so, we see, uh, I guess at the beginning, like this might have been what, what got me into this, you know, because I, I had my, I had my doubts about this film, Jen, because, you know, there, like you said, there were kind of lukewarm reviews on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the way they set it up where we're, where we get like the, the voiceover, like you think, you know, the story of Hercules, and let me tell you the real story. And we get almost like a very pro wrestling promo package. Of here's Hercules and his twelve labors, and that that actually kind of got me invested in the story. Yeah, and I really liked that beginning part. Um, as soon as I hear you think you know the story, but you don't, I groan. I go, oh god, <laughs> I know the story. I I just know it. It's okay. You don't have to do this. Um, and then they did they like you said the Coles Notes version of the twelve labors, and I was like, okay, you know they're hitting the right beats. That that's accurate to the myth. Cool. Mm. Um, I love that they did that. Um. But like the the best part of this movie is that they use that myth and they use that mythology to make Hercules, uh, who is a human, like a man, just a straight up mortal, into a demigod. And they're Mm. like, this is how they make him such a how he's such a good mercenary is that they take all of these stories and they just blow them out of proportion and they turn him into a demigod, even though he's throughout the whole movie you're left wondering is he or isn't he which yes. is the spin that i really liked about this movie and didn't I, make me want to hurt people <laughs> yeah well i thought they could have leaned into that a little harder honestly yeah 
Yeah, they probably could have. Like they they did a good job of of you know saying so they say mm-hmm. and having uh, they pronounced his name Iolius, which is weird. I always say Aeolus. Yes, um, his nephew be the like herald of Hercules, Hercules, who goes around and is like, you've heard all of this great stuff that he's done, and I'm going to exaggerate it, and you know, just talking him up everywhere he goes. And I was like, okay, see now this is a good spin. This mm-hmm. I like. Now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, so we got there. And I, that, that got me too because, um, you know, unlike uh, certain individuals who, who have uh, put dedication and hard work and years of study into uh, <laughs> learning about Greek literature, I learned everything I needed to know about Greek literature from the old 90s Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. And, oh, my God, uh, I love that show. <laughs> and on that it show, so they called the man. The man was Aeolus, so that's why, that's yeah. why I was like, "Why do they keep calling this man Aeolus? That doesn't that doesn't even sound right." Yeah, that's why. I, that's honestly why I pronounce it Aeolus too, and I could be incorrect. <laughs> um, Greek pronunciation is weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so yeah, let, let, let's let's dig into that a little bit deeper before we kind of uh, continue on with the movie. So, as somebody that has that background, you know, just studying uh, the kind of the classics and and, and the history. Uh, uh, that is involved with this. Um, how did the the framework, I guess, of the story? How did how did that kind of hit you? And and did it set off your kind of scholarly spidey senses when they would hit on some of these legends and and some of these myths and and the names of some of these gods? Um. Well, what I did is <laughs> before I watched this again, I did some research, and Brent was like, <laughs> "Really, you don't need to have five pages of research for this." And I'm like, "But I do." <laughs> And I looked up the names of all the characters. So his band of mercenaries, I looked up all their names mm. to see if they were actually in mythology. And I'm like, somebody did his homework because all of them are characters in mythology uh, and possibly history, mm. uh, not necessarily the way they were portrayed in the movie, except for Aeolus is actually the nephew of Hercules. That was right. And I also thought that they got Ian McShane close. So he was Amphiarius, uh, the one who uh, yes, kept predicting yes. his death by fire, which I loved. Um, so in actual mythology, he was a seer. He was a famous seer, uh, an oracle. He could see the future. And he you know how he had that scar on his eye in the movie? In the mythology, yeah. he actually lost one of his eyes to the Caledonian boar. So I was like, well, that's a kind of a nice oh. touch. I don't know if they did it. That That's why they did it. But I was like, okay, that's a nice touch. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so I I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, somebody read their Apollodorus when they uh, wrote the script for this. <laughs> it's kind of like they they taking all these bits and pieces from from these these stories and, and these historical uh, accounts, and it's like the Hercules cinematic universe. Like we're we're bringing everybody together. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, and then uh, the character of Atalanta, the female archer. Um, she was she good. I actually, liked her. Oh, she was great. Uh, a lot of these movies tend to have like the token badass girl or woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, fine. Adelante is a pretty good choice for that. Um, and her myth is, and the other thing that I thought was interesting is that all of these characters in mythology and history are also sort of connected to Hercules in some way. Most of them through Jason and the Argonauts because Hercules mm-hmm. was an Argonaut. And so were most of these characters, which huh. I thought was kind of cool too. And again, I don't know if that was intentional, they did that. Um, yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool. Like they had, they hit some really good beats. Like I said, before they got all of the 12 labors, they mentioned them. I think they mentioned all of them at one point or another 
throughout yes, yeah. the whole movie. Uh, he's wearing his lion skin, which is and wearing holding a club, which is uh, the trademarks of Hercules in pottery and and sculpture. That's how you can identify Hercules. Um, mm. And yeah, I think they mentioned every single myth, except for maybe. I'm looking at the list. I don't think they mentioned the mares of Di- Diomedes, but yeah, the last one of Cerberus, the three-headed dog of Hades. Yeah, I love the spin that they did on that because um, yes, Ian, yeah. Ian McShane's character. I'm never going to. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name every time. <laughs> kept saying, "You have one more to go." That's why you keep seeing visions of Cerberus, mm. and it ended up being the three wolves. And I'm like, "Oh, that's clever. I like that." So, yeah, like it hit. All the, it, it just did just enough of the myth mm-hmm. and of the history to kind of make it almost plausible without going into too much detail to make uh, to to make, mean that you had to be really historically accurate. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, I, I think and and maybe it's because I came into this with my main Hercules knowledge besides uh, the Disney. Uh, the Disney film, like oh god, I love that, that film too. <laughs> uh, other than that, like my main source of Hercules knowledge, like like I mentioned, Jen was the '90s TV show. Like this film, kind of felt like a like a long like a TV movie in a way, rather yeah. than like a feature film. Yeah, I can see that too. Uh, yeah. Um, and like, I've, I think the way they just like this movie was not playing around for time. Like it's not a long movie. Uh, it's like an hour and 35, 40 minutes, if that. Yeah. Um, and so like we get the opening deal where we get, you know, Hercules's backstory, uh, Zeus, you are the father. Um, and then we go right to like these quick flashes where, you know, he's, is it the Hydra that he's fighting? Yes. He's fighting the Hydra. Yep. Which like I thought was really cool. That yeah, just come out of like not we're not even five minutes into the film and we get this really quick but really like cool special effects laden scene where Hercules is walking through this swamp and all of a sudden the Hydra comes out and attacks him and he cuts off a bunch of Hydra heads, uh and then he's like fighting the boar and then we yep. see the lion and, and we that's all we get of the stories until a little bit later. Um, yeah. so like they give you these bits and pieces of the mythology, but ultimately this movie kind of centers around the rock as Hercules. And then this little band of friends slash family yeah. slash mercenaries. Yeah. That, that he's kind of built over the years. Yeah. And, um, I really liked the, the kind of ragtag group that he pulled together. And later in the movie, you hear about why they're all together, which I yeah. thought was very yeah. nice. Uh, but, you know, you kind of, you get the feeling like they, they have really good chemistry together, that whole group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you kind of get the, the feeling throughout the movie that, you know, they actually, I was kind of thinking of it like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Mm. <laughs> like they actually want to be together and they have like a common interest and a common goal. Yes. Um, <laughs> as opposed to just, oh, we need people to follow the rock around. Here you go. And <laughs> I like that they had backstories and they had purpose, mm. which is really cool. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about uh, some of the other characters as we go along, but let's let's focus on the Rock real quick before we get deeper into the story, Jen, uh, because this movie, for better or for worse, is going to hinge upon whether you buy the Rock as Hercules. Um, mm-hmm. So, what what did you think of our man DJ here as the title character? Um, appearance wise, pretty good. 
<laughs> not gonna lie. Uh, I like, like I said, I like that they got some of the costuming right with the uh, the uh, lion, the Nemean mm-hmm. lion skin, and the the mace as his pri- his primary weapons, because that's basically the history or the mythological version of Hercules. Um, the beard was weird looking, um, mm. and I don't think his he suits a beard very well. Uh, but you know, and I can't really comment one way or another if that's historically accurate because you know they didn't have cameras back then so you know sometimes you get pictures of of hercules or you get images of hercules with a beard and sometimes you don't that's you know that's up to artistic interpretation um him as the character of hercules see this is another one of my pet peeves with ancient Mm. history movies is that the (laughs) the morals and the ethics of ancient greece and ancient rome are not the same morals and ethics of modern day. Right. So in order to make him a modern day hero, they had to ignore a lot of what the character of Her- or Hercules was back in ancient Greece. Because mm. he was way too nice. Like, well, that's that, 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 like you just hit on something that, that just sprung to my mind, Jen. And that was because I was trying to figure it out because I think the rock is good at the role, but I don't feel like the role quite fits the movie as well as some of the other characters. And it wasn't until you just said that, like, it feels like the rock is just too modern. And I don't yeah. know if, like, I don't know if this is his genre. Cause even going back to the Scorpion King, like, I think he was, you know, for his first film, he did as good as one could expect. Uh, but he just, like, it's hard to put the rock in a period piece, whether you're talking about ancient Rome or whether you're talking about ancient Greece or whether you're talking about, like, I couldn't see the rock doing a Western because he feels like a man of now, not a man of yesterday. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that too. And also the rock's got this carefully curated image mm-hmm. uh, of himself as an actor. So I'm pretty sure, I think, especially now that he's got more clout and he can pick and choose his roles, he's always very careful to choose roles and characters that, will augment his overall image Mm. so you know he doesn't play a dirtbag he doesn't usually play a villain he plays like um he doesn't usually have like a sex scene or you know going from girl to girl uh he always plays this like morally upstanding very ethical kind of a uh, protagonist which is great because that really makes him in the minds of everybody, myself included, it works. Uh, you know, that's how you think of him as a person because those are the rules he plays. That's how you see him. Mm-hmm. But Hercules, historically, a bit of a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> as most ancient Greeks were. Mm. You know, like, I, I don't see him. He was way too nice. He was too modest. Mm-hmm. And he was just, you know, like... Hercules and restraint are usually in mythology, the things that go well together. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like if this wasn't the rock and it's interesting that you brought up, you know, he doesn't usually do sex scenes because that's uh, a topic that we've discussed on this program, you know, uh, a few times, whereas I think a, that's not the image DJ wants to kind of Mm -hmm. portray on screen, but also like, I don't know if Hollywood knows what to do with this man who is biracial. No, that's true. His co-stars, who usually, like, most of the time is is female leads tend to be white. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Hollywood quite knows what to do with that puzzle piece. And so, like, we get The Rock, and I'm, I'm, I can't remember her name, uh, but The King's Daughter. 
No, oh, yeah, I just wrote princess. I got yes. I didn't catch her name either. A princess, like <laughs> there should be like a romance story here, and there's hints yes. of it, but it never. You never really feel like these two people are going to end up, except out of convenience, because uh, her son needs a new daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they say that Hercules had a wife and had children. Yeah, and they all they died, and that's why he had to do the. Um, the 12 labors and why he ended up being a mercenary sort of according to the movie. Um, so you, you feel like the way that they get around not having a relationship with the princess in this movie is by always bringing that up. Like I can't, I have a dead wife. Um, mm. But yeah, I agree. I think it feels like that it should have maybe been a part of the movie just to give him some interest in the people. Like he's got no vested interest in these people. Like once he gets paid, towards the end of the movie and he the king is like just leave i'm like why isn't he leaving like <laughs> why he has no reason not to leave like yes. there's there's nothing <laughs> see see hercules would have left but not dwayne the rock johnson yeah exactly i'm like <laughs> but even dwayne the rock johnson i'm like okay but if if, if john hurt's not the king then mm. the other guy's gonna be the king so why do you care which one's the king yeah you got paid, just leave. <laughs> so, yeah, and this, like, again, like, this movie does not play around. This, You know, Hercules did not come to play. Hercules came to slay. So we get <laughs> right into, like, we get that first scene where uh, after we get the Rock's promo, uh, Hercules' promo package, uh, you know, uh, yep. we get the pirate scene where, where Hercules beats up these pirates, and then they're having <laughs> a celebration. And, like, all of this happens within the span of about 15 minutes. Oh yeah, um, this movie moves at a really good pace. Yeah. Yep. So like it moves at a good pace because we got to get to Thrace. Uh, and so <laughs> we, we well, get the we get the we get the princess coming in. Like I need help. Uh, and and the Rock and his band of mercenaries are like, okay, how much are we gonna get paid? And they're like, okay, let's do it. And immediately we are we are brought to Thrace, and the king is like. Hey, yeah, there's this really bad guy, and there's centaurs, and there's sorcery, and he's got demons on the payroll, and and we need your help, Hercules, to turn these ragtag farmers and soldiers that I have into an army. That was another thing I really liked. I love that they brought up the centaurs, um, and I loved that they, because honestly, <clears throat> pardon me, honestly, if, I mean, I don't know what happened in ancient history, because I wasn't there. But I'm thinking that these these myths and legends and stories came from some sort of truth. And that mm. truth might have been exactly what was shown in this movie. Somebody sees a guy on horseback on a sh mm. shadowy hill and thinks, holy crap, it's a centaur. And then, <laughs> like everything else in this movie, all the stories snowball. And I really love that they did that not just for Hercules, but also for the bad guys. Mm. So, yeah, like I, I, there's, there's so many interesting kind of like little like – is it real? Is it fake? Is this, mm -hmm. you know, is Hercules an actual, you know, demigod or is he just a really buff dude that's got a nice team of friends around him? Exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, so then, like, the king gets Hercules to train up this army. Uh, they're, they're, they're beating up Rhesus. I remember that name because every time they said it, I thought of Halloween candy. Oh, yeah, um, me too. I was like, mm, Rhesus pieces. <laughs> And then the next day I went and bought some chocolate. So, I mean, subliminal mm. messaging. It worked. Maybe, maybe this it whole worked. movie, this whole film was just a, a backdoor pilot from the Mars Candy Company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so, so yeah, like they 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 go fight Reese's. Uh, I thought this scene was really cool though when they go to the battlefield and they're like, you know, the village that Reese's supposedly ransacked is like they're too late. Everybody's dead, and then like these dead bodies, it's a it's a trap, and yeah. you know, that's kind of our first really big battle scene of the movie where the the rock and these farmers that he's trained to be an army have to fight these almost it's almost like it almost turns into a zombie movie for about three minutes yeah exactly that was really cool and i liked that before this when they were like we need to go fight and hercules is like um i just got here and these guys have no idea what they're doing this is a bad idea and the king's like we're going anyway and he's like all right (laughs) um the other thing when (laughs) this is me being nitpicky again this is why Brent doesn't like to watch historical movies with me. So <laughs> I did a course in doing for my degree on uh warfare, which was super mm. interesting. And now every time I watch these movies, and I know you have to make it grand for movies and make it exciting, but I'm always like, that's not oh geez, that's not right. <laughs> like they made one giant rectangle with a hole in the middle. I'm like, that's yes, stupid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's just stupid. <laughs> the horses could literally jump over you because there was only like three people deep and then kill you all from behind. (laughs) That's what I would have done if I was the bad guy. I would have been like, oh, they're all dead. Awesome. Um, And I don't understand why the bad guys ran away at the end because they were winning. Yes, yeah. Like, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, there were two battles going on at once. There was like the battle with the characters we cared about, like Hercules and the crew. And they were they were holding their own against the the the, the horde, as it were. But uh, all the king's horses and all the king's men were getting destroyed by yeah. by these folks. And so yeah, it's like uh, like all of a sudden they bring in some chariots and they do some more damage, and then these guys just run away. Like that that victory felt. Uh, I, I believe uh, it, it would be termed a pyrrhic victory, Jen. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> So I know some things too, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I use that term a lot, and nobody ever gets it, so that's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> a slight tangent, because this is what reminded me of a story when I was mm. out with a friend of mine, and uh, we were waiting to turn left, like through the intersection. And I was sitting in the passenger side, and my friend was driving, and the guy behind us was honking because he wanted us to go through the intersection. So he whipped around beside us to turn mm-hmm. left in front of us. And I was like, oh, I should have opened my door. That would have stopped him. <laughs> and my friend was like, you would have taken off the door. And I said, it would have been a Pyrrhic victory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that, that's a wonderful <laughs> word. Like it's, it's great. It's not used enough in modern, modern language. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody doesn't know what that means, it's a victory where you suffer as much or more losses than the person you've just defeated. Mm. <laughs> but you still win. <laughs> Uh, kind of kind of sounds like the 2020 election. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <sighs> I'm happy I'm in Canada, not going to yes. lie. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to be in Canada right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to make a comment about the general and his bone whip. Yes, that, that, that came out of nowhere, that we didn't get any type of uh, setup for. I, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Yeah, that, like that, uh, that's not historically accurate. Yeah, because out of nowhere, like like the, the you know the the horde is is closing in on the king, and and uh, it's like like you said, they made this big square <laughs> around yeah. 
<laughs> around the king. Square. Like the king, Eolus, and the general are in the middle. And out of nowhere, the general breaks out this whip with all of these bones on it. It's like, like we, we haven't seen him practicing with the whip. We haven't seen him cleaning the whip. And all of a sudden, he just brings it out. And he is just destroying uh, these mindless uh, enemy forces left and right with this whip that we did not know about, but will come back to uh, yeah. play a key role in the story later. It's the most impractical weapon to have on a battlefield of all places. Like a whip, mm. it doesn't kill anybody. Oh, I mean, I guess this has bones on it. It's supposed to kill people, but you know, it, in close quarters, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill that guy that's eight feet away from me while the 12 guys that are within my, you know, a foot of me are going to stab me to death. Like it's, <laughs> little things like that irk me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so well, then that, that brings us to our next battle, which, uh, <laughs> which, which again is, is where you mentioned we get the great clip of, uh, Eolus thinking that they, they're actual centaurs on the mountain. Uh, yeah. but it, it turns out just to be Rhesus and his man on their horses. Uh, which is a, a cute little reveal. Uh, but then we get Rhesus setting up, you know, he's, he's, they're, they're agree, they're talking about the terms of battle. Uh, the rock is not going to surrender, uh, cause we're only 40 minutes into the film and that would be a quick conclusion. Uh, so they're like, <laughs> no, we're, we're going to fight today. You know, we, we came all the way out here for this battle. So we're going to fight. And then as opposed to the first fight, oh yeah, I, I skipped the point because we had the rock <laughs> go up to the king after the last fight. And he was like, I told you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I'm like, yes. Way to throw in the I told you so. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's like, give me, give me some time to actually train these guys and make, make them into an army. And so we get the, like the Rocky oh, montage. training montage. Yep. <laughs> of, of the soldiers training. Uh, okay. And then we get, uh, during this time, we also get a little bit more of the backstory of, uh, what happened with Hercules' family. Uh, mm-hmm. cause Hercules, uh, like is hurt during the battle, and the princess gives him uh some some drink, some I don't know, some scissor, something. Uh, <laughs> and the rock, the rock has visions of of. The... Honestly, it was probably opium. Mm. <laughs> like that's that's what they would have used back then. Yeah, they didn't know what it was. All they knew is that it made you go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so the rock went to sleep, and then he woke up and. Thought he saw a uh, service in the uh, in the woods, uh, and that so was a he. Cool scene. Yeah, uh, and then the the mute. I forget the mute's name. Uh, I don't know. He looked like a Viking. I was like, yes. "Why is there a Viking in this movie?" Yeah. So, like Hercules. Like, again, let's actually let's pause right here, Jen. Let's talk about this crew because you've got <laughs> Eolus, who is the storyteller, right? Yeah, hang on, I've got their names written down somewhere. Because again, I took copious notes. <laughs> <laughs> So I know uh, Eolus is, is the is the nephew of Hercules. That's the storyteller. Yep. And he's essentially like Hercules' hype man. Like for wrestling fans, he is he is the mean Gene Okerlund to Hercules' Hulk Hogan. I know who Hulk Hogan is. <laughs> I, I wish I didn't I know who Hulk Hogan was <laughs> yeah, in <me> 2020. Too. <laughs> <laughs> me too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got uh, Eolus, who's the storyteller. We've got uh, Atalanta. Who is mm-hmm. the uh, archer? Uh, yep. We've got we've got the mute guy. <laughs> yeah, his name is uh, Tidius. Tidius. Yes, that's uh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, and he's got a really like 
for a minor character, they, they actually do give him an interesting backstory. Yeah. Also very weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cause he's like, his village is ravaged and, even though, here's the other thing, because I, I read him and Hercules as being, like, around the same age. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but according to this film, they tell us that uh, Hercules found Titus' village ravaged, and Titus was, like, this little boy, and Hercules rescued him, but he was he was more animal than man, Jen, and Hercules <laughs> was the only one who was able to bring him to a somewhat human state through his friendship and that's why Tidius is loyal to Hercules yeah see this is again Hercules being way too nice <laughs> <laughs> but okay I guess it could make sense if okay because it was Autolycus who was um, what's his name uh, the smart mouth guy the funny one I like oh him. yes he, yeah, he was Atol- great yeah so it was Autolycus and Hercules who were in the army together yeah. in Athens and then they both found Tidius so, I mean, they probably could have been, like, 16, 17 when they found him, which would make the ages close-ish. Mm. But yeah, yeah, that is true, because they, they would have been young in the army. Yeah, especially if they were kids on the streets of Athens, and, you know, as soon as they were old enough, they went into the army. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think ancient Greece actually had an age. It was probably as soon as you became a man, which was around 13. Mm. You could probably join the army. I'm not sure. Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah maybe he's a couple, he's a few years younger than... Yeah. Hercules and Autolycus, which is which is kind of weird that you got these two essentially grown men raising this slightly younger child. <laughs> yeah, I know they phrased it really weird. Like they 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 shouldn't have said like we raised him. They could have been like you know we found him and he joined our friend our band or something. Yeah, like, you know, like, like a little a brother brother. relationship. Yeah, instead of like it made it sound like they were his. He like Tidius was their son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we got we got Tidius, we got Atalicus, who you mentioned, who is like Hercules's right hand man. They've been down since day one. Oh, um, he was the one who had then, all the best one liners too. <laughs> yep. Um, Lesson one: Today we learn not to stab how not to stab yourself. <laughs> yes, he, like he he's really he's really funny. Uh, but then, in my opinion, like the guy that stole the show was the uh, seer. Oh yeah, Amphiarius. Hmm. I only that's, know that that's exactly what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, Ian McShane. Yeah, but Ian McShane is fantastic in everything. Mm. Like I don't think I've seen something with him in it where he hasn't been phenomenal. It's funny because, like, yeah, Ian McShane was great in this. Like, I would argue if we're ranking the the performances in this, he would probably be near the top of my oh, list. Yeah. Uh, but I was getting particularly in the in the scene where he's like using the fire to see the visions of what's going to happen next. He was giving off like late era Al Pacino vibes. (laughs) 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 Um, So like, that's, that's our, that's our crew. Like like we've got, uh, we've got like, everybody's got a role. Everybody's got a position on the team. And like, yeah, I think in that opening, the the very first fight against the, uh, the pirates, we kind of see how, Everybody is working for the benefit of Hercules, but also Hercules, like he says later, like they're his family. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said when they have like a really good kind of chemistry and they move well together and they're, they're all on the same page, which I really liked. I think that uh, they were a very good group. 
Yeah. So now that we've established the characters, we can we can get back to this fight with Rhesus. Because uh, <laughs> Rhesus and his man are, are are getting ready to attack, and he's like, you know, I've you're outnumbered. We outnumber you three to one. Uh, which again, like these odds, like we we've, we've already seen Hercules in this movie, like beat up five, ten guys by himself, and then another 20 more with the help of his crew. So, like, the odds are very even, maybe even slightly weighted in the in the favor of Hercules and this new army that he's trained. Yeah, uh, especially because at this point they are actually know what they're doing, and they have, yep. like, better ranks, and they have, you know, they're formed up a lot better. Um, oh, but the bad guys have stirrups on their horses, uh, which is another <laughs> one of my ancient history things. Stirrups mm. weren't invented in, or didn't come into use in the West until the 6th or 7th centuries AD. And this is, takes place in 358 BC. <laughs> so they're like a couple centuries too early. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, so like, I, <laughs> I think maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, again, going back to the notion that Hercules feels like a man out of time, maybe this, this takes place in a timeless Greece, Jan. Yeah, maybe. This is see again. This is Brent's like stop being mad at the movie. They they, it's easier to ride with stirrups. That's why they have them. They don't expect people to point this out every time. I'm like, oh, but it bugs me. Um, <laughs> uh, so like we uh, like sp- like uh they they I think that what I did like about this was uh like they actually like you said Jen they actually had a plan like they're a trained army now and Hercules actually lures. It's it's like trap inception because Rhesus tricked Hercules and and Lord Lord Codius is that was was that his name? Yeah, something like that. Lord Codius, he, yes, he, <laughs> King John Hurt. He he tricked them with a trap, and then Hercules actually has a trap laid for Rhesus because out of nowhere we get uh, uh, Atalanta and the archers that she's been training just rolling in on horseback and taking out like literally a quarter of Reese's man off the top. That was awesome. And then all the archers behind the, the phalanx yep. of uh, the infantry shooting over. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like this. And then Ian McShane waiting for the arrows to hit him and none hit him. And he's like, yes, <laughs> like this was one of my, this, like this is probably one of my favorite uh, fight scenes. Cause I thought it was very well choreographed. And like, we, we get the point where uh, Reese's man shoot fire arrows and it, does nothing. Uh, and like yeah. you said, like we got uh, uh, Ian McShane thinking that this is the day he's going to die because he had a vision that a, a flaming arrow would, would pierce his heart and nothing hits him. And he's like, oh, I guess not today. <laughs> yeah, all right, moving on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Reese's and his men are defeated. Uh, they're taken back to Thrace. And, and you know, it's it's very much a wrestling scene where the crowd is booing and they're, they're throwing stuff at him and, and – uh, we get this, uh, we get this little plot point here where as he's being led, led to jail or led to, uh, lockup, uh, Thrace looks at Hercules and he's like, uh, do, do you wonder why, uh, why, uh, the king was able to do this? Think about it, Hercules. And Hercules has this pensive look on his face and the king's like, don't, don't listen to him, Hercules. He's lying. And, and so this sets up like the big reveal that this whole movie kind of, revolves around Jen like I didn't see it coming did you see this coming no because I feel like they maybe wrote the whole script and then they were like huh this movie's really short I guess we gotta tack a twist on somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah like Um, I don't know the king of bad guy all right (laughs) like 
there's nothing that foreshadows this. There's nothing that sets it up. There's not even a hint that uh, John Hurt is the bad guy at all. Like throughout yeah. the entire point up to this. Uh, if anything, it would have been like the general taking this new army and overthrowing the king. Cause we saw yeah. like the general being shady, but not the king. Exactly. So it's like, it's almost like they were like, they wrote the script and they filmed it up to this point And then they were like, okay, but the movie's got to keep going for like at least another 20 <laughs> minutes. And they were like, oh shoot, quick. Uh, I guess John hurts the bad guy now. Let's just go from there. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we get we get the heel turn, we get the plot twist here, where uh, the king is actually evil, and he was not uh, like Rhesus wasn't the bad guy; it was actually the king, which again goes to kind of this theme that I think they could have hit on a bit harder, Jen, where Rhesus was being built up as this mythological evil figure, but yeah. in reality, like he was just trying to defend himself against the king. Yeah. Uh, but they, again, they didn't really make that super clear. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they didn't make the, the, the fact that he was just trying to defend himself super clear. Like, I, I felt like it was a very kind of like a forced plot twist. Mm. And then also Hercules' reaction to that plot twist from the guy he just defeated, who was obviously about to die and begging for his life, shouldn't have been, hmm, I should investigate this. He should have been like, <laughs> I get my weight in gold. So long, suckers. <laughs> Yeah, because then we get look, we get like the 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 victory banquet and uh, Hercules and the princess who have little sexual chemistry. They they meet in the in the corner of the banquet and he's like, uh, "Are you lying?" And then uh, she's like, uh, "I'm just doing this to protect my son that you've shown maybe five minutes of caring about during this film." And <laughs> basically, she she's. Sorry, they could have even had the princess like being like wary of her father to to illustrate yes. that he had yeah. some bad intentions, but like they like, or show they like the nothing. king, show like the king being mean to the kid, like at least give us mm-hmm. some kind of clue, uh, yeah, that, that everything's not right with him. But yeah, so so she says, you know, I'm doing this for my son because uh, the king killed my husband, and like if like he's going to turn my son into a bad person and, and Hercules run away with my son uh, and, and protect him. And then that way he can be the King when this King dies. And Hercules is like, I I didn't sign up for any of this. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> like, I know, I know I gave your son that little, uh, that little trinket, the, the lion's tooth, but that, that, that was just a thing that it wasn't a real <laughs> commitment. <laughs> that doesn't mean I want to raise him. Like, come on. I was just trying to get him to leave me alone. Yes. <laughs> I was um, trying to train an army and this kid was just there all the time. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, like the thing that got me was, uh, so like they go back to talk to the, to, they go back to talk to the king and the king is basically like, you know, join me. Uh, Suddenly you know, evil. <laughs> yes, lead, lead my army. Uh, and, you know, and he's like, uh, and Hercules is like, no, nah, I'm good. And he's like, uh, what are you going to do about it, child killer? And then Hercules is like, excuse me? And and so we think we're going to get this fight, uh, but they're like, no, you know, here's your gold. Get out of town. And we get this, you know, you talk about forced turns, you know, and forced actions from these characters that, that feel out of character. Uh, we get uh, Autolycus after they get their gold. Everybody's getting, you know, they're getting ready to leave town. Hercules is like, you know, we can't do this. I've, I've got to protect the people of Thrace. And, uh, you know, everybody is like throwing their gold down. And you're like, that's right. I'm, I'm with you, Hercules. Autolycus takes everybody's gold, 
throws it in the cart and is like, I'm, I'm out, you know, <laughs> have fun, have fun storming the castle. I'm not, I'm not part of this. Yeah, but that kind of felt on character for him because throughout the whole movie, he's been mostly concerned with getting paid. True. <laughs> like, like when the princess first shows up and says, I will pay you your weight in gold. The first thing Autolycus does is push food at her kids yes. and say, eat up. That was a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was great he's the funny one so like i didn't feel like that was a little bit out of character i thought that he could have maybe felt a little more hesitant because i yeah. mean this is his family it was very abrupt yeah but i mean i didn't i expected i didn't find that that was completely out of character and i'm like i know he's gonna come back like yeah well that that too yeah and like i, I think you're, you're right like maybe not so much <laughs> out of character but as maybe like a lot of things in this film they didn't put the pieces in place to kind of set up that moment yeah, because they were trying to keep the plot going. So they're like, forget about character development. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I feel like we should have seen more. Like, And honestly, you could say that about a lot of things in this film. I feel like we should have seen more of their relationship between Hercules and Natalikas. Because I think there was an opportunity to really kind of contrast these guys who are fighting for the same thing, but might be doing it for different reasons. Yeah, because we hear Autolycus' side of things. We hear him explain why they're basically brothers and how they met on the streets of Athens. But we never really hear Hercules talk about, uh, I don't, I mean, he calls Aeolus nephew a bunch of times, but we don't really hear him talk about his group. Yeah. Like in any that, kind of a personal way. Like, this, like again, we say like this movie is, is moving at a quick pace. I feel like they could have taken at least five or ten minutes and given us a little bit more of, the dynamic of the group, because while I liked everybody and I thought everybody did a good job in their roles, they were outside of Hercules. They were kind of one dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Or they were very stereotypical. Mm, yes. <laughs> like and one guy didn't even get to talk at all. <laughs> he got to say Hercules at the end. <laughs> at the very end, he gets to say Hercules and die. <laughs> yep. Also that whole part, I'm like, he's got really nice teeth. <laughs> <laughs> It stands out against the like dirty face and and like, and I'm like, hmm, his teeth are very white and straight. Hercules <laughs> taught him how to brush his teeth well. Yeah, apparently, while he was being more animal than human, just <laughs> <laughs> giving him like milk bones or something. <laughs> um. So, so uh, Atollicus leaves, never to be seen again. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, definitely never to be seen again. No way and, he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and so Hercules is like, okay, you know, we're down a man, but we still got to do what's right. So they decide to go and uh, spring Rhesus out of jail. And this is where we get our other crazy plot twist. This is Jen. the stupidest plan ever. Because, <laughs> like, Hercules is just barging into the dungeon to, to break uh, Rhesus out. Obviously, the king's men come out, surround him. Uh, the general's there. The king is there. Uh, they they threaten the kid because uh, now the king has found out that uh, the princess was trying to tip Hercules off, so she's in danger now. Uh, the king's like, I'm going to raise the boy as my own. And out of nowhere, we get the return of uh, the the original king, the king of Athens, right? Oh, yeah. Well, what was his name? Out of nowhere. <laughs> I yes. know. I was like, where the hell did he come from? What's his name? Eurystheus. Yeah, out, of, out of nowhere just shows up and uh, like I was behind this all along Hercules I've been hiding behind the throne this whole time it's like <sighs> I know I'm like oh my god really why why is he here 
<laughs> they just they felt that they didn't pay they like they paid Joe Fines too much for him to only be in little flashback scenes. Yeah. So they're like he has to come back and be the villain again, another one. <laughs> I, I will say he did have one of my favorite lines of the movie, though. I will give give Joe credit on this because so they got Hercules chained up in much like a Samson position almost. Yeah, uh, chained up shirtless, of course, because we gotta. You know, we gotta we gotta pop some ratings here. Uh, yeah, I'm not some... arguing with that part. <laughs> we, we gotta get some eyeballs on the screen here. Give them all this eye candy. Uh, so Hercules is chained up. Every all of his friends are you know locked up in the dungeons, and uh, we get that great reveal, like you like you mentioned, Jen, where Rock thinks he sees or Hercules thinks he sees uh, Cerberus, and it turns out instead of a three headed dog, it's actually three wolves. Uh, the three wolves that the king of Athens used to kill his family. And Hercules says, uh, you know, why did you do this? I didn't want anything from you. And uh, Joe Fines drops the line, you know, I can deal with an ambitious man. He can be bought. But a man with nothing, who a man who wants nothing has no price. I'm like, that's actually a really nice line. Yeah. I, I didn't need you to come back to deliver it, but that was a good line. Yeah, no, that was a good line. He could have delivered that much earlier in the movie before he yes. like, banished him from Athens. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a really good line. Yeah. So it, it turns out he actually had Hercules' family killed because Hercules was getting too popular with the crowd. Uh, you know, they, they were chanting for Hercules and not whatever the king's name was. Probably because the, <laughs> yeah, well, like, probably because his name is so much more difficult to pronounce yeah. than Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> like it's nothing personal it's just your name has too many consonants and letters in it we can't yeah we can't get it on rhythm uh so her uh the king of king, king joe king of athens has teamed up with uh lord cody uh, or, uh whatever his name is and king john hurt <laughs> king john hurt yes and they're working together uh and so they're bringing out uh the princess to chop her head off to, you know, she's going to be the first one to die because of her betrayal. And again, so many parts of this movie don't make sense to me, but it, it works when you're watching it. But if you take a step back, like we've yeah. done today, Jen, and look at this, look at this film, like Hercules is, is Hercules a guy like, or is he just a really buff dude? Cause Hercules is just sitting there. He's chained up. He can't move the chains. And then he gets the pep talk from Ian McShane. Uh, yep. like, you know, the stories are, it doesn't matter if the stories are true. It matters what's inside of you. What is your name? Who are you? And we get, I am Hercules. Throw me the money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and out of nowhere, Rock just breaks uh, Hercules, rips the, the chains from the walls and, and is able oh, to. Right rest. out of the stone. Yeah. Like, so did Hercules, like, is he a god or is he just a man? Like a really buff man, Jen. I mean, you could make the argument that those are old rusty chains and they just, mm. you know, cracked. But I like, <laughs> I like that this, this, the movie wants to keep you guessing because the, I mean, Ian McShane's character obviously believes that the gods are real because he gets visions from them yes. or he believes he is. Um, they're worshiping that giant statue of, of Hera. So like. Yes, which we get they, shots of multiple times. Yeah. So, I mean, there is the belief that the gods are real in the movie. Whether they're actually real is actually is is the whole point of it, which I think is very interesting, and I I like that it stays unanswered. It's up to you mm. to decide. Yeah, like I I like it. I just think that maybe, and this is no this is no shade on Brett Ratner. The man's done fine work. I like the rush hours at least 
two of the rush hours. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like he's not the director to kind of weave that fine a story that, you know, he, he doesn't have the nuance, I don't think, to really pull off what the movie's trying to pull off. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm not great at directors, so I don't know who they would get instead, but. Yeah, well, I think you've gotta, like, you've gotta have somebody, that, and that's the, that's the catch 22, cause you gotta have somebody that can do the action stuff, but you also gotta have somebody that can work those story beats. Yeah. Like, maybe, see, it's, it's too early mm-hmm. for them, cause they hadn't done the Marvel stuff yet, I don't think, but maybe the Russos could have, could have pulled this off. Yeah, that's true. They were good. It's like the Winter yeah. Soldier version of Hercules. Ooh, I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, that, would, that would just make it a better movie. Yeah, that would just make it a little better. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, Hercules uh, breaks the chains and, uh, you know, we get the... I, I do like that that kind of when the dust settles and you see him, like, standing there. I'm like, oh, hey, that, that's the money shot right there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the the last 20 minutes of this movie is just Rock with no shirt on doing feats of strength. Because uh, mm-hmm. he, like, Fights these wolves. He kills at least two of the wolves with his bare hands. Uh, I think he killed the third one, or maybe somebody yeah, I think else he did. He kills all three of them because by the they're all dead by the time the princess gets the gets his buddies out of that's, jail. That's right, because yeah, it took forever for her to let those get let the let the crew out of jail. It's like what like these aren't master locks, lady. Like just chop the thing with the <laughs> chop the thing with the axe and get get them out. Uh, it, it also yeah. made me. It made me wonder. It's like, okay, so the wolves wolves kill obviously by you know biting and scratching and that kind of stuff. So when Hercules saw his dead wife and kids, did he think that he chewed them to death? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> like, How did he not notice that? You know, th- these are the wounds that an animal would make. Well, well, you know, you answered the question earlier, uh, Jen, because now we know Hercules was high off of that opium. Oh, maybe at the time, so he. <laughs> He didn't know what was going on. He just saw three dead bodies, and he was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Take some of this medicine with me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hercules kills the wolves. Uh, His friends get let out of jail. Uh, This is the moment where we think uh, uh, Ian McShane is about to die. Uh, Because he's been talking, like, at least for the last 20 minutes that – Today I'm gonna dive through a, a an arrow with a flame yeah. through my heart. Flaming and arrow through the heart. There's a flaming yeah. arrow shot at him, and he just stands there. He's ready to accept his fate. And out of nowhere, Hercules grabs the arrow, and and uh, uh, Ian McShane's like, uh, you know, you're always stepping into my moments. Yeah, I love that he's like, hey, I was gonna die. Do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> and Hercules is like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Hercules uh, ends up chasing down. The king, which again, like, the, what did the king think he was accomplishing here, King Joe? Because uh, Hercules tracks down King Joe, and King Joe, King Joe's like, "Hey, you know, I, you want some money? Uh, you know, what can I do? Like, I need, you know." I, know. I was waiting for him to like pull me. out a pair of of glasses and be like, "You wouldn't hurt a guy with glasses, would you?" <laughs> yeah, well, like, and I was waiting because because he's like. Uh, He's like, uh, you know, I can give you anything. What do you want? I was waiting for The Rock to say, give me my family back. I, know, I uh, want my family back. I but he didn't that. say that after, the guy ki- after he killed King Joe. When he was like, say hello to my family. <laughs> oh, no, it was like, ask forgiveness for my family. Which yeah, I was like, okay, for my family. that's a good line. <laughs> I yeah. like that. And, we, you know, they didn't give that line time to breathe because, you know, no pun intended, because out of nowhere, the, the bone whip <laughs> wraps around Hercules' neck and... 
we get the general. He's like, I've, I've never killed a guy before. And, uh, we think this, this is going to be like the, the, uh, anticlimactic end to Hercules' life until. But the general's he, never killed a guy before? Did he say that? He said, I've never killed a god before. Oh, a god. Oh, they yes. said guy. And I'm like, well, you're a really lousy general of an army if you've never <laughs> killed somebody before. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he scares them with the bone whip and they, 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 don't, want yeah. those, they don't want those problems. Uh, <laughs> I wrote but, in my notes, return of bone rip, impractical and stupid, but looks cool. <laughs> yes, it, it, it is a neat effect. Uh, yeah. But uh, the general gets run through from behind with the uh, axe or a spear or something. From Eolus, who this whole that's another thing. Eolus, this whole film has been wanting to fight, and Hercules always, you know, makes him stand in the back. And you know, you're the storyteller, nephew. You're not a warrior, and you know, he kills the general, and then he's like, you know, am I a warrior now, or something to that effect? I think I want to fight. I'm ready to fight now, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm ready to fight now. You should have been fighting all along, dude. Like, come on, (laughs) you got (laughs) to earn your keep. I mean, he's he's the he's the hype man. He's the storyteller. You know, yeah, you can do both. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that, that was an interesting character beat from him though like during the earlier battles he would just speak of the legend of Hercules in the middle of the fighting and they were like shut up we're fighting <laughs> he was he was like a Vince McMahon doing play by play yeah he was um, good I, I liked his character yeah yeah he, he probably, was like, I think they maybe should have made him a little younger in my opinion yes yeah like I, I think all of the, like everybody, their ages seemed a little bit off to me. Yeah, and maybe that's because they had to work. Like Rock is older than he looks, just because he looks like a million bucks. But mm-hmm. you know, Rock is like Rock's not old, but he's an older actor. You know, he's he's, he's middle aged, quote unquote. You know, I wish I looked that good at the Rock's <laughs> age. Uh, I wish I looked that good now, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But I, I think like. It's weird because yeah, they have the thing with Tidius, and then like the uh, his nephew looks a little too old for the character that he's playing. Uh, Atalanta, like they don't give her a whole hell of a lot to do at all. Like I no. think she's underused in this film. No, she's her her job is to uh, basically stop the general from taking advantage of her. Yes, like that's that's, that's her big scene. Yeah, like that's it. Uh, and then uh, Ian McShane, like Ian McShane to me fit, just fits, just because he's oh, Ian yeah. McShane. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Uh, so then this brings us to our, our final battle, uh, Jen, where the, the crew's out. We've killed we've killed the uh, king of Athens, King Joe. The general's dead. The only person left is uh, King Cody. And King Cody has the army behind him, the army that Hercules and his crew trained and we get the scene where they're going to kill the kid and all hope is lost, Jen, but out of nowhere, Autolycus comes back. Wow. What a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) He missed all the hard part. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's like, I just throwing, like throwing knives. Like I think that that's something that we could have seen more of just Autolycus throwing daggers and knives at people. Yeah, I wonder where he keeps them all. <laughs> that is a good question. A lot of knives. <laughs> yeah, like a never-ending source of like. Well, I guess it's like Oliver Queen's arrows, like uh, Oliver Queen's arrows. Like you just never yeah. run out. Just keep replenishing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Atalicus comes back, and here's the thing. This is what I didn't get. 
this might have been the most improbable thing to me, Jen. If you're these guys in the Army, you just spent the last, I'm assuming, month or so fighting mm-hmm. with Hercules, fighting alongside Hercules. Like, you you know what this man can do. You know what Hercules brings to the table. You've listened why? to all the stories and the you've, legends. You've heard the stories. you heard the legends. Like, why would you fight Hercules? Like, he's the one that trains you. Why would you fight the man that trains you? Yeah. I was expecting the, so, at least some of the army to, to turn their back on him. Like, on, yes. on the John Hurt. Especially the two uh, soldiers that we focused on for the most part, like every all the soldiers are nameless except for two. Well, well, these two are nameless too. We never hear their names, but we've seen their faces a bunch. Like even those guys were fighting until the very end when they're like, "Okay, let's not fight anymore." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I think. Yeah, I thought like that would have been a good do, a good thing to do is have at least some of the army turn on on John Hurt because that would have made all of Eolus's uh, talking throughout the entire movie make a little more have a little more weight. Because mm. it would have been like, oh, yeah, look, the people actually buy into these stories and these legends. And, you know, like you said, they've been training with him and they know who he is. And, like, yeah. But, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, John Hurt's the one who's paying them. <laughs> that is true. Like, these these are guys who, like, were farmers six months yeah. ago. So they're like, hey, it's a living. Uh, so Pretty much. It's like, sorry, Herc, but, I mean, I, he's going to give me money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So we see, like, they, they're shooting arrows. They're, they're, they're trying to, like, capture the kid slash kill the kid because arrows don't have guidance systems on them. So, like, the kid could have easily been killed in all of this. Uh, but we get uh, Tidius. Tidius saves uh, the kid. What is, what's the kid's name? Like, Atrius? Atrion? Something like that. <laughs> I just wrote the prince. Yes, he saves, <laughs> he saves a little prince and gets, like, 15, 20 arrows, like just he gets Boromir'd. Yes, like he is not, <laughs> he is not stopping for any of these arrows. Uh, so like they, they save the kid. They, they get but to him. He's, he's like using his axes to like hit the arrows out of the air. Yes, and I, I wrote that's not how axes or arrows work. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, it looks cool. That's not how axes work. That's not how arrows work. That's not how the human body works once it gets yeah. hit by arrows. Yeah, I was like, okay, but the kid's all right. I mean, you yes. can't really have a movie where a child gets skewered by arrows. Yeah, so not the, with the rock. The kid's in it anyway. all right, and then no, the <laughs> rock, the rock wouldn't allow that. Uh, the, no. We get we get we get a touching scene between uh, Tidius and the man who raised him from when he was a young boy. His his surrogate father, Hercules, who was three years older than him. Yeah, <laughs> who should have been an older brother figure, but yes. we already touched on that. <laughs> and as he is dying, Tidius utters his first, the first word and last word he will ever speak. And he's like, Hercules. And they smile, and then he dies. It would have been funnier if he said, ow. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, th- I thought he was going to say, like, brother or something, like, sentimental, but he's it's like Hercules. Like I know your name. It's like after all these years, I remember your name. <laughs> oh, um, so Tidius dies. Was supposed to be super emotional, but it really wasn't. It, yeah, well, it, it wasn't emotional because we we still got a fight to get to because the army <laughs> yeah. is still charging. Uh, this like this uh, 
huge statue of Hera, which conspicuously keeps getting put in the frame. I don't know if that's gonna <laughs> if that's gonna come back, uh, Jen. But uh, I know they just spent so much money building that prop; they had to get as much use out of it as they could. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so Hercules, like they 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 uh, tip over uh, the the uh, flames. It's like the uh, the big torches. The yeah, you know, that was cool. They tip them over. Been- yeah, all of those torches would have been full of oil. Like, that's mm. how they would have kept the fire going is burning oil. So that actually made a heck of a lot of sense to do, is to pour the oil down the walls and create this big wall of fire or down the stairs. And, like, yeah, I thought that was a cool uh, idea and also a cool effect. And then yeah. the soldiers, like, smartly, like, start running. And the, the king is like, get get back up there. And it's like, why? Did, like, do, do you not see the fire coming down here? Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so this this is it. This is our last stand, and you know the king is telling Hercules, you know, you you you're just a man. You're not a god, and and you you know bow to me. And Hercules gets the bright idea. I'm gonna push the Hera statue over <laughs> and take out everybody. And so he's training. He's using all his muscles, and <laughs> and finally with one again, very Samsonish. This last. 20 minutes of the movie with Hercules. Uh, much much like Samson did with the Philistines, Hercules <laughs> pushes the, the, the big statue down and uh, the head of Hera comes off and rolls the <laughs> king into like a cavern of like off the yeah, side had, of a mountain. Had that mountain always been there? I don't think so. <laughs> or like the river or wherever he went. I was like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like that was a weird, like that. I thought it was just going to crush him, but it pulled him off the side of a cliff, which we didn't really see for the like, who first. Who knows where that cliff came from? Yes. <laughs> so like not only did the, the rock of, not only did Hercules uh, kill the king, but he, he, uh, I guess he got one up on his, uh, on on Hera, like the the other unseen <laughs> uh, antagonist throughout this whole picture. Yeah, like final f you to Hera. <laughs> I knocked down your statue. <laughs> um, so once the statue's down and the king is dead, everybody like they're like, okay, we have no reason to fight. And the two soldiers that we've seen their faces, they take off their helmets and and bow to Hercules, and and everybody else does the same thing, and everybody starts chanting Hercules, Hercules, uh, <laughs> exactly like that, Jen. They were just Hercules, Hercules, uh, which that would have made that would have made the movie better for me if they had done that. Yeah, uh, just put out like a. Do like a cut of it and just superimpose the sound over it. Yes. Um, <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> but this is where we get like our, our big wrap up. And so, uh, you know, Ian McShane is like, uh, you know, who is Hercules? Is, is he the, is he a story? To, is he the God? Is he a man? Uh, what matters the most is that he's a hero and, and you need heroes in, in times like these and anybody can be a hero. And we get this panning shot of our group of heroes question mark because we've got the princess and her kid who eh, like by this point we really don't care about the two of them we yeah. get Rhesus who for most of this movie was the bad guy but now he's and then the big... I, I forgot that he was there until that point I'm like where was he through all this yeah, fighting he just shows up uh and and uh we get Rhesus, we get, you know, uh, Atlanta, we get, uh, Atolicus, we get Aeolus, we get Hercules, and then 
it ends up on uh on Ian McShane and Ian McShane great great ending of the movie where he's like uh mm-hmm. you know you can be your own hero and and that's what that's all it takes believe in yourself but what do I know cuz I'm supposed to be dead right now <laughs> I know I was like that is the great that's a, such a good ending for this movie so like, and, oh, what do I know I'm supposed to be dead <laughs> and Q, Q follow me into the jungle and super hype super testosterone filled credits oh yeah <laughs> I was like oh those are terrible terrible credits like <laughs> I, it, I imagine this was like the like because it looks like of what would have been the trailer for like a Hercules video game tie-in. Yeah, I can see that they were very like CGI video game avatar type looking. Yeah, <laughs> but like very odd. Follow me into the jungle, which is like okay, like that that certainly feels of a time. That was certainly <laughs> like your 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 twenty tens. Oh, yeah. So we wrap up the film, Jen, and before we get to our grades for the movie, like, like <laughs> just overall, like, uh, what, what, how do you feel about the story? Because again, like I came into this, this is the first time I'd, I'd watched the movie. I've heard, you know, kind of the lukewarm reception it got. I thought the movie was interesting. I do think though that in the hands of a better director, maybe a better, Maybe a better screenwriter. Uh, mm. They could have kind of told that, told the story of this is a guy who is basically almost like a hoax. Like he's he's living off the reputation of something he's not because he's got these people around him who will help foster that reputation, almost like a Wizard of Oz type of yeah. of, of facade. Uh, but they never really went that that way, and they never really went super deep into the mythology either. I don't think. No, they just kind of walk the line right in between. So you're left wondering the whole time, is it a con or is it fact? Which actually was one of the things I really liked about it. Um, yeah, overall, I think I really enjoyed this movie. This is, I think, the second time I've seen it. Um, and yeah, it didn't, <laughs> other than the minor historical inaccuracies that I pointed <laughs> out. And again, this is why people don't watch these movies with me all the time. <laughs> um I found that overall, like plot wise, it was a really interesting take on the myth of Hercules mm. and a good way to uh, make it more quote unquote factual than mythological. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was fortunate that it was on Netflix, so I didn't have to buy it other than, you know, paying for Netflix. But if I had had to have buy it to have bought it for this podcast, I wouldn't have been upset that I had to spend the eight or 10 bucks on it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Like I, I watched it on um on a uh, YouTube, so I spent four bucks, and you know I feel like I got my money's worth. Like I yeah. feel like you know it, it's not the greatest movie I've seen, but I think and and I don't I don't know if it was fully, I don't know if it was fully baked, Jen. Like so this this is like a chocolate chip cookie, and you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes you can bake a chocolate chip cookie too much and it's too hard. Mm. Sometimes you can like undercook it and it's like good but it's like the center's a little too gooey uh, and then you get it just right like i feel like this is a little bit undercooked like they were supposed to leave it in the oven for like 20 minutes and they took it out after 15 so you yeah got, yeah you got the semblance of like the the out the the foundation of something that i think could have been super interesting uh but at the end of the day like we said off the top you know it wasn't amazing uh but it wasn't terrible either it was just fine 
it's fun. It, it, it's a fun movie to watch. You know, if you just feel like having a, an action movie yeah. uh, or an adventure movie that doesn't really involve too much thought. I mean, you can obviously put a lot of thought into it like we just did. Or you can just kind of sit back and watch it for what it is and just enjoy it. It's a quick watch. Uh, yeah, it's a quick one. And it's, yeah, it's quick. It moves. You never, you're never really bored in this movie. Mm. Uh, there's no really kind of laggy parts. So, I mean, overall, I think that it was, uh, it was good. And so, here's, like here's, how, here's, here's how we know what the movie was all about, Jen, because Brett Ratner had the audacity to put out an extended director's cut. Oh my goodness. Really? And so the movie that we watched, the, the theatrical cut, was one hour and 38 minutes. Uh-huh. The the Brett Ratner extended director's cut was one hour and 42 minutes. Oh, my goodness. I think I that's the one I watched because <laughs> I think I was for 42 that's minutes. The one. Okay, that's so I was going to say, all he did was he, he added, like, one scene and then put in a lot more, like, blood and guts. Cause the, cause like the theatrical cut is like a little bit more sanitized because of, uh, they wanted to keep a PG 13 rating. Ah. So the director's See, cut has a little bit more gore in it. You got me a little bit excited there for a minute. I was like, oh, I thought there was going to be like a two hour version with like, like you said, puts it in the oven for a couple more minutes and brings yeah. it up to perfect cookie. But no, they just tacked in a couple minutes of. Gore. Like that's the thing. Like this, you have the audacity, <laughs> sir, to put out a director's cut, which is only like five minutes more. Like that's. Yeah. You that, could have just threw that on a DVD. <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't even warrant being called a director's cut. Yes. That's like, yeah. Zack Snyder is laughing at you, Brett Ratner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a director's cut. <laughs> All right, so, Mike, uh, now it is time for us to grade 2014's Hercules. And Jen, for... Uh, the benefit of you, or maybe even for the benefit of some of the listeners who have not, you know, heard this show. Like, we have a very specific, precise rating system here on the Rocky My Via Picture Show. It's a five-point scale. <laughs> if a movie is perfect, if a movie is excellent, you'd watch it again and again and again, then we just went one-on-one with a great one. That's a five out of five. If a movie is solid, if it's fun, uh, and The Rock is good in it, you know, it's not great, but it's, you know, it's close to good. I mean, it's close to great. That's a four out of five. That's a people's champ. If a movie is not great, but it's not terrible, it's solid, you know, it's a fun ride. That's a three out of five. That's a know your role. If a movie is kind of bad, it's kind of a waste of time, but The Rock is charming in it, or if it's got some redeeming qualities, that's a two out of five. That's a jabroni joint. But if a movie is terrible, has no redeeming qualities, you'll never want to watch it again. You're cursing yourself for watching it the first time. If a movie is Doom or Empire State, which we have both, which we have talked about both of those films on this program, that's a one out of five. That's a rock bottom. So, Jen, on a scale of one to five, what would you rate 2014's Hercules? Huh. After I finished watching it, I rated it. I, I think I'm going to stick with my rating. I rated it a four out of five. For people's Ooh, chance. Okay. Because I thought that it was very, I thought it was very rewatchable. I thought it was pretty good. Mm. Um, you know, after we've dissected it a bit, it's kind of slid a little closer to the three. <laughs> but I think I'll still give it a four. Okay. Okay. So Jen's giving it a four out of five of people's champ. It's funny because I had the, 
I had the same experience of my grade changing, but in the opposite direction. Uh, oh, okay. Because when I first when I first got through with the film, I was like, yeah, like it was okay, but it was nothing to write home about. So I was I was looking like in that two two out of five range. But I feel like the more we've talked about it, and the more I've thought about it, like yeah, this this is a fun movie. I think I'm more disappointed at what it could have been. But mm-hmm. if I'm looking, if I'm just looking at it for what it is. You're, you're right. You know, it's a fun action film. It's a fun adventure film. You know, it it pays homage to, you know, the, the, the source material, as it were, with the Greek mythology. And, you know, it, it's it's fun. Like, it's harmless. Like, so I, I yeah. had a good time with it. It's a good rainy day film. I do feel almost like this idea might have worked better as a, like, a limited series than, mm. a, than a film. Like, if and obviously, you couldn't do it with The Rock if you do it in the series uh, fashion. But, like, if you took this idea of Hercules, who is a guy who's a real – is he a god or is he just a really buff dude? And you kind of do like they did, like, update the um, Kevin Sorbo series with a less yeah. problematic lead actor. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, have Hercules going from village to village on these adventures. But we really don't know. Maybe we don't get it until – you know, midway through the series, like whether he's the actual Hercules or just a guy profiting off of the Hercules brand, so to yeah. speak. Or they could have done like a mini series, like, you know, four episodes, maybe hour yep. each or half hour each. And yeah, they just yeah. kind of go through it. Like I think that's, that's what I was looking for from this idea, from this concept, but, you know, get looking at it for what it is. I don't think it's as bad as some of the reviews have been. I think it's a fun, it's a fun time. Uh, Ian McShane's great. Uh, yes. you know, I think, uh, the, the rock does what he can. Like, I think the, the rock is hampered by being the rock more than anything else in this film. Like he yeah. can't, like you said, Hercules should probably be more of a jerk. Uh, you know, I think the rock is just too nice to be, the Hercules that the film needs him to be, which is going to be interesting when we see him in Black Adam, because he's he's got to be kind of a bad guy for that one. Yeah, but this is still pretty early on in The Rock's acting careers, right? So, I mean, he probably hasn't evolved very much at this point to be able to play more depth of character. So he's still kind of playing himself in an ancient Greek movie. But, see, like, see, and here's the, here's the thing, though. Like, I don't, I think... Because uh, this, this is, I'd say this would probably be like the midway point for The Rock, where okay. he's got, where he, he, this is the Dwayne Johnson era, where he's finally embraced his name in the, in the, in the, in the, on the marquee instead of, like, first he was The Rock for a long time, then he was Dwayne The Rock Johnson, now he's just Dwayne Johnson, you know, he's, hmm. he's doing Fast and Furious films, he's doing this Hercules film, I feel like, yes, you're right, he has progressed as an actor, but I, I, I don't think he's, like he's not a good enough actor to overshadow how good a person he is, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like, yeah. Dwayne Johnson always kind of shines through, regardless of the role. And yeah. so, like that to me is going to be interesting when we get to Black Adam, because it's like, like yeah, you got to lose yourself in his character, because like no nobody can hate Dwayne Johnson except for maybe some Republicans now. Uh, but nobody <laughs> in their right mind can hate Dwayne Johnson. So it's going to be kind of crazy for me jen to see how he makes us if not outright hate him at least kind of dislike him for that role 
Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Because like like we were saying before, he tends to pick the roles that make him seem like a better person. Mm. Um, so he tends to pick more of the straight and narrow, moral and ethic good guy. But having him as, yeah, I'm that that's a really good point. Now I'm interested to see it too. I didn't really have much interest in Black Adam, but now I'm kind of curious. <laughs> yeah, like this, uh, see, we, we could start a whole different conversation uh, uh true northern nerds adjacent uh because yeah. like yeah I'm, I'm like i I've, i was always interested in black adam just because of the rock but uh like now the fact that we're hearing like aldous hodge is gonna play hawkman and yes oh my god i'm so excited i love like, him yeah <laughs> like he's he's great like and the like yeah the fact that we're getting a a live action on screen hawkman like that yeah. that's gonna be really interesting so oh yeah and he he's gonna he's great for that role too because I always picture Hawkman. We're we're on a way tangent now. I always picture Hawkman as like not like a really buff muscular guy, but more like a lithe skinnier mm. guy yes. because he's got to fly, right? So he can't be super heavy, otherwise he won't be able to fly. So mm. I, I really I thought the casting for that was phenomenal, and I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 really good. Like I'm, and I'm glad like leverage is coming back. So yes. this is this Love is Hodge's time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good for him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like that's that's uh, that's uh, another conversation for another day. Yeah. But yeah, so so uh, Jen gave the uh, 2014's Hercules a four out of five of people's champ. I gave it a three out of five. I know your role. So basically, what we're saying is, uh, you know, you got a lot of time right now, anyway. Uh, because because of, of uh, what's going on in the world, so if, you know you got you don't even need ninety minutes. You just need like uh, an hour and twenty minutes, uh, and, and and you're good uh, yep. for Hercules. Unless you want to watch the Brett Ratner extended cut, then then you need an hour thirty. <laughs> if you've had a long day and you just want to put on something to take your mind off of how long your day was, pop this on. Yeah, it's a fun and little I, escape. It's a fun little escape, and it's also like. I feel like this type of movie, it's definitely now and probably in 2014, would would try to go for that next level in terms of a rating. But mm-hmm. this is actually like something if you've got, you know, not young, young kids, but if you've got kids that are as old as the boy in this movie, like they can watch this film. Yeah, I mean, apparently the director's cut's a little bit more violent, but there's not an excessive amount of blood and guts and gore. Yeah. So if if you're ra- if you're raising a grown man that's three years younger than you as, as <laughs> that you rescued from a village, you can try- have a movie night and watch Hercules. He'll be fine for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we get out of here, uh, let's let the people know what's coming up next time, and then we'll come back on the other side with some plugs uh, because, like, if you guys and girls thought Hercules was was a journey to a faraway land. Buckle up, because playing next time in the theaters, it's going to be 2015's San Andreas. Ooh, that's a fun movie.
People need to know that the shaking is not over. We'll get hit again. And it's going to be a bigger monster. I've been Earth will literally crack open, and you will feel it on the East Coast. I love you, Dad. I cannot emphasize this enough. You need to get out, and I mean now. God be with you. Yeah, so so you you're a fan of San Andreas. Yeah, well, it was okay for as far as disaster movies go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I think again, like whether we're talking San Andreas or or uh, skyscraper, like The Rock is. I feel like The Rock is good in all of these things, but he's always like The Rock. Like, the, it doesn't yeah. matter what the character's name is. Like, it's still DJ. Oh yeah, like, he's always playing like some every every man that is. Uh, unattainably handsome and unattainably fit uh, mm-hmm. that loves his family. And for whatever reason has to save his family. And that's, that's his character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he does it well. Yes, he does it well. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of doing it well, Jen, you did a fantastic job, not only talking about this film, but also, you know, getting into the, the, the root, of the story, uh, taking us taking us back to ancient Greece and and pronouncing names that the listeners and myself cannot <laughs> readily pronounce. So, uh, thank you, Jen, for for coming on and, and let the people know uh, about your podcast and 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 uh, what you got going on because I definitely want them to support you guys. Well, thank you very much for having me. I had a really fun time. Um, you can uh, find me at the True North Nerds podcast, which is a podcast on general nerdiness that I have with my husband Brent and our friends Ryan and Kevin and that you can find on Facebook at True North Nerds. You can email us at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at True North Nerds, on Twitter at True North Nerds. (laughs) You know, you get the idea. It's just basically True North Nerds. Um, I also do another podcast uh, based on my deep deep love of Sailor Moon called Sailor Stacking. And that's with my co-host Tracy, where we go through uh, every episode of the 1990s Sailor Moon anime. We do two episodes or two episodes of the show per episode of the podcast. And in between we have a snack of some sort. (laughs) So we've had fun things like um, chips that tasted, they were like uh, lychee fruit chips, which Mm. are odd. We had corn ice cream, um we've had mochi we made uh japanese souffle pancakes Mm. so if you're interested in any kind of snacks like that you should definitely or sailor moon you should definitely check out that and you can find that on instagram at sailor snacking 
Very cool. Yeah, I will definitely because I I feel like by now, because uh, I've definitely talked to Brent a bunch of times, and I think I've talked to Ryan and Kevin on one episode. Yep. So yeah, yeah, because it was uh, on the first the DC fandom. I talked to Ryan and Kevin uh, on that episode. So you're the only one of the True North nerds, Jen, that that I have not talked uh, about on your uh, show. So eventually we'll have to make that happen. Yeah, well, next time you're on our True North Nerds, I'll make sure that I'm on too. <laughs> <laughs> like you're always gone. Like I, like, I don't I know, know what's going on. Like you're, you're like a Tolicus. You leave right when I needed you. <laughs> Just... And I come back throwing knives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that is uh, Jen Chitten. You can check her out on the True North Nerds with friend of the program, uh, brother Brent, uh, who is Brent. Who is he was fast becoming this this media mogul on the radio, got the podcast going. Uh good things for Brent Chittenden in twenty twenty. I'm I'm glad to see it. Oh yeah, I should probably plug that. He'd appreciate it. So <laughs> <laughs> my husband Brent's got a radio show um called The Dark Side. And it is playing in if you're in Canada and especially in northern Ontario, it's playing on an Aurelia station. But you can go to 89.1 Max FM. If you just Google that, I'm sure it'll come up as a uh, um, a radio a player. And you can just mm. listen to it online. And his uh, show, The Dark Side, comes on Thursdays at 9 p.m. And that's uh, whatever time zone we're in. Eastern? Is that our time zone? Yes. I think we're Eastern. <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> like what? What is time in 2020? <laughs> yeah, I know. I have no concept of time anymore. <laughs> But yes, I'm, I'm very happy for Brenton. Yeah, check, definitely check that out. Uh, Thursdays at nine Eastern. And as for me, you can find me, uh, on Twitter at in the number eight, M-O-Z-A-I-K at Nate Mosaic on Twitter. Uh, check out the Kings of Sport podcast with Marcus Vanderberg and myself. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport, where we've got over a hundred hours of audio and video content for you uh take that brett ratner that's how you do <laughs> that's how you do extended <laughs> content sir uh we we've got political shows we've got a uh, uh, a couple of mcu reviews up there so uh you guys and girls can check that out patreon.com backslash the kings of sport uh let's see what else oh anybody that needs uh uh, voice work that is something that i've started over the past few months so if you if you want this this voice in your ears right now if you want your very own eolus to tell the story of your brand or or, or your school function or something you know i i can do that for may, not not worth my weight in gold jen but maybe you know a quarter of my weight in gold i will <laughs> i will provide this voice uh for you listeners out there uh uh so you, you uh hit me up on twitter for that uh let's see uh, That's a very out. reasonable rate. Yes, I mean you. You know you can't you can't put a price on on this right here, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to Braden Harrington for providing the theme for the show, uh, Austin James and Robert Pearson for the uh, logos uh, of the podcast, and of course, shout out to John Pollock and Wei Ting, the proprietors of Post Wrestling, for uh, all they do uh, for the network. Well, that is going to end this edition of the Rocky Mind View Picture Show. Again, want to thank my guest for this month, Jen Chitten, and thank you for sitting down and, and traveling back to ancient Greece with me. Oh, thanks very much for having me. I'm always up for a trip to ancient Greece. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think this is the last Sword and Sandals movie The Rock does for a while 
Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll have to find another reason to bring you back on in the, in the, in the future. Uh, but I want to thank Jennifer for, for coming on the show. I want to thank you out there for listening to the program. Uh, and we'll be back next month with an all new edition of the Rocky Maivia Picture Show. So, for Jen Chittenden, for Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I am the Godfather Nate Milton. And remember, Nubian eyes are watching. We'll see you next time, folks. your ass on out of here. No!